At the end of episode 14, I give a special message about suicide. I keep forgetting our website is ageofradio.org, which means my email address is jeremy.quintanilla.org. I said .com. So if you need to talk to me or reach out to me, go ahead and reach out to me at jeremy.quintanilla.org. All right, Radioheads, I hope you're doing well. I have a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about the return of the podcast awards, hopefully hiring our first employee at Age of Radio, and also looking for hosts. I'm going to talk a tiny, tiny bit about hiring our first JV trainer, how important it is to giving back to the community, and possibly starting our very own JV foundation, and of course, getting a business plan started. So let's get this show on the road. This episode of Age of Jeremy is brought to you by Mutant League Records. Established in 2012, Mutant League Records has released albums for seminal pop-punk groups such as The Movie Life, Seaway, and Alistair. Head on over to MutantLeagueRecords.com and check out all of their amazing artists. We're going to do some of our Age of Radio updates and JV updates, but first, make sure you subscribe to all of our podcasts. If you're an Apple person, you can use the Overcast app or go ahead and go on iTunes. We have a provider page, so what you'll do is you'll just search in Age of Radio on the top search function, and it should bring you to all of our podcasts, should bring you to all of our podcasts. It won't, though, because we're having a problem adding JV Impacts and Learning to Curse, so just go ahead and search and um, subscribe to all of our different shows if you like those shows. If not, don't subscribe to them, I guess. I like all of them, but I'm a little bit biased. You can also find all of our podcasts on Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. Also, I want to thank everybody for liking us on Facebook. We're up to 200 likes. If you haven't liked us on Facebook yet, go ahead and head on over to Facebook at Age of Radio and go ahead and like our page. We will be giving away prizes as we reach 500 like increments. So what's that mean? Once we reach 500 likes, we'll be giving away a prize. Um, what does it have to do with? Well, a little hint is that the prize is going to have to do with audio because we do a lot of stuff with audio. That's all I'm going to say for now. So let's get on with some updates. Age of Radio has started two partnerships, one with a company called Mutant League Records. They're giving us the ability to use all of their songs, so that's what we're going to do. Soon, Age of Radio will have the best audio experience in the industry. Sharing experiences is exactly what we're all about, so I think adding music to our podcast will help us share those experiences. And eventually, no one in this industry is going to be able to touch us. Right now, lots of people can touch us, but soon... We're going to be the best. We also got word this week back from a company called Victory Records. They'll be sponsoring some of our podcasts. Um, and why are these partnerships so important? Well, up until now, I've been stealing music from people, just being honest. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, so that's what I did. But now, 
we don't have to steal any music and we have licensed music, which is important for iHeartRadio and Spotify because they have very strict pod safe policies. So now that we're licensing our own music or I guess getting licenses for music, we can actually go on iHeartRadio and Spotify and we meet their pod safe policy so we can have that music on there. Normally, if you don't have rights to use that music and iHeartRadio and Spotify find out, they'll go ahead and shut down your your uh, podcast because you're essentially stealing music. Um, but why is this good? Well, it's good because we can reach more people going on iHeartRadio and Spotify. I've had a few people at the Monthly Motivation Mixer and some other people that I've met that want to listen to our podcasts, but they can't because we're not on iHeartRadio um, and also on Spotify. Uh, that's one of the main reasons because we'll be able to reach more people. The second reason why this is important is because um, is because people that want to join our network, they're going to be able to use this music as well. There's the fucking dogs again. Stupid dog, shut up! Okay, so sorry about that. So um, they'll be able to use our um, music. So if someone wants to join our network, they'll be able to use our our music because we have it licensed and then it can add to their show. And that's what we're trying to do is really um, develop and create um, better experiences through podcasting. Um, so that being said, we have to create a, a contract. So Victory Records is going to license us a certain amount of albums. Well, we're going to be using those albums for some of our podcasts. Mainly it's going to be used for a fictional podcast that we're going to be doing. But I have to make a contract and send to them hopefully this week or next week that they can sign. And then they will be one of our first, or I guess they'll technically be our first sponsor, but we got Mutant League Records up and going quicker. Um, so they'll be our second sponsor, <laughs> I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So if you have any experience writing contracts, go ahead and reach out to me at jeremy.quintania.org. Uh, and then once that contract's done and we get everything signed, we'll be able to use um, those certain albums that I picked out from Victory Records catalog, and we'll start having them on our podcast. So that's exciting. The other thing that's really exciting is that we're hopefully going to be hiring some people with Age of Jeremy, or Age of Radio, sorry. Um, the the podcast awards is super important to me because it's part of our content marketing strategy to get um, people more involved with podcasting, to get them more educated about podcasting um, as individuals. And then hopefully those individuals will have ideas because we all have creative juices. We'll have that those creative juices running. They'll become creators where Age of Radio will be able to give them tools and resources as creators. And then maybe some of them will start businesses or um, become really big brands, whether they're individuals or businesses, and will also use us for content um, marketing strategies as well. And that's that's kind of how this, this listener to creator to brand um, piece comes together. And what's really important about that is the podcast awards. But the problem with the podcast awards, it was all based off of listener polling or people that were on our Facebook page polling for these types of, of um, uh, for these podcasts. And the Age of Radio Heads Facebook group has been a pain in the ass because for some reason it's either Facebook, it's me, or it's a combination of both of us or my computer, so a combination of three of us, that I can't get the polls to work on the Facebook group um, um, page. So with further research, I found out that WordPress actually has a poll plugin that we're going to be using. 
Not sure why I didn't think about using WordPress prior, but I guess you live and you learn. So we will be releasing the new uh, podcast awards on ageofradio.org. So we'll try to be driving everybody to that website so people can um, poll on what their favorite podcasts are that we um, introduced to them that month. And that's really what it's about. It's a strategy that we have that is going to help everybody learn more about podcasts and what's out there. Um, because, you know, right now we only have four shows and there's a shitload of fucking shows out there or billions of shows. And we want to get people access to those because a lot of people don't know about it. And podcasting is still new, uh, even to listenership. You know, it's, it's really new to content marketing, but podcasting has been around a while, but a lot of people don't know about podcasting and what's really out there. And we want to be able to educate them on that as part of our overall content marketing strategy. The other thing is we will be um, releasing a new podcast called Addicted to the P. Now, I'm still working on that title, but uh, I kind of wanted it to be addicted to the P as a joke, like P is for, you know, lady parts. Um, but it actually would stand for addicted to podcasting. Um, but we do need a host, and that's also a working title because I don't know how inappropriate it is. But we need a host that is willing to put in some work, um, probably part-time work, so about 20 hours a week um, or less 10 to 20 hours a week, I guess. If they want to put in more, they're more than welcome to. (laughs) Um, um, But we really want to uh, get this podcast going, hopefully by the end of the year is what my goal is. And that person that comes on as a host needs to do the following. They they need to work with me and um, another person that I'm going to talk about in a second, but myself, um, they'll need to work with to build an audience for that specific show. They'll have to have extensive knowledge of podcasting We're also going to prefer someone that's located in the Phoenix metropolitan area because that's where we're located. Um, But we're open to discussion because I believe in virtual channels and working, you know, across the country. Um, We're going to need, they're going to need to work to create and set up interviews with popular podcast hosts um, to talk about their shows. And then they'll also need to help manage the RSS feed. Now, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to pay this person because we don't make enough money or any money to pay people yet, but they will be compensated. They'll get 1% ownership of Age of Radio, the business. Um, Again, that's up for conversation. If they don't think 1% is enough, we can talk about that. The other thing is they'll get 80% of all of the net operating income generated from the Addicted to P podcast show um, for a contractual term. And then it will diminish as we have the ability to pay them a specific salary along with an incentive compensation package for their show doing well. The show will be about everything podcasting. We would like it to be a weekly podcast, but the show is in development obviously, because we want to help develop it with this host. Um, But it's going to be a great opportunity for, say, maybe a broadcast major or a journalist major um, that's looking to get their first job um, or someone that's really into podcasting that thinks that they can can develop and build a show. Um, Age of Radio, I promise, will one day compete with great media giants. Everything I've ever put my mind to, I've done. So if this interests you in any way or know someone that it might interest, it is an opportunity to get in on the ground floor. The second person that we might be hiring is going to be a young woman here in Glendale, Arizona, that hopefully if everything goes well and they feel that they're up for the challenge, will be our new vice president of original shows. And I will keep everyone updated on what's going on with this because if it doesn't work out with her, I I definitely need to get someone here um, to start working with me for developing of original shows. Um, and, but I think I have someone in mind and I think that they'll do really, really well at coming up with good ideas. Um, maybe just to get them up to par on the management piece of it and managing other people as we build this, this empire. 
but we'll see. Um, the other thing is don't forget we're looking for programmers. So if you want to help uh, us build our platforms, um, we're going to be building an RSS feed hosting platform, and then we'll be building an app, and then we'll be working on analytics for the RSS feed um, to help get better analytics to um, uh, creators and brands. Um, if you're interested in any of this, make sure you reach out to me at jeremy.quintanilla at jvimpacts.com. Sorry, I have so many emails. It's, that's jeremy.quintanilla at ageofradio.org. Jeremy.quintanilla at ageradio.org. I guess you could email me at jvimpacts.com. Guess it really doesn't matter. Um, it all goes to the same place anyway. That's me typing. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk a little bit about JV Impacts because it's a rolling and a rocking. So I'm super, super fucking excited because we took our first paycheck. Originally, I was going to run around the room, but I don't want to get out of the chair and I have the headphones on. So I do want to say this. I'm, it's fucking exhilarating. I mean, making real money, um, uh, real money from something you created is fucking amazing. I mean, I make really good money at the stupid bank that I work for, but making something off of something I created is the best feeling in the world. So my new list of amazing shit is the best feelings in the world is one, playing music on stage. Two, making money from something you created. Three, sex. If you haven't had a chance to experience all of these, I recommend trying to do all of them at the same exact time. And if you find a way to do them all at the same exact time, you're going to be even richer than you were when you started out trying to do it all at the same exact time in the first place. So now that we made some money, though, what's next for JV Impacts? Well, I should really get my ass in better shape. As I'm writing this, I'm looking at, or as I wrote this, I guess, I was sitting around looking at all the Taco Bell bags on the counter near the trash can. Um, I have been prepping myself for a 5K, and I've been really excited about trying to do a sprint duathlon. Um, and it's not so much that I don't like working out. I actually love working out, but I just am addicted to fucking food I, I, and, and rock stars um, and soda. I mean, I, I can sometimes quit soda, but then it slowly creeps back into my life because I love it so much. And I really think that I have an eating problem because I eat when I'm happy. I eat when I'm sad. I eat when I'm anxious. I eat when I'm angry. I eat when I'm watching TV. I eat when I'm working on podcasts. Sometimes I eat when I'm peeing. Sometimes I eat when I'm having sex. Sometimes I eat when I'm sleeping. I love eating all of the time. And what's great about being a type one diabetic is you have an unsatiable diet. It's not really great. Um, what's happening is diabetics are missing uh, a couple of hormones, um, but one of those hormones is called amylin, and and amylin essentially is what makes you feel full when you eat, so or, or satisfied when you eat. And because diabetics don't have that, especially type one diabetics and type two diabetics may lose it over time. I think I'm not sure. I just know type one diabetics don't have it. Since we don't have it, we're kind of hungry all the fucking time. Um, and it's very hard for us to get full. And I don't know if that happens to everybody, but I know that is a problem. And that's why a um, pharmaceutical company, I don't remember which one, made a made a, a medicine called Similin, which kind of replicates that amylin that you take before a meal to help you feel full while you're eating that meal. But I don't take it. I should take it. I just don't take it because I always forget about it. But um, I really need to get rid of this old man belly. All of my set 
all of my fat sits right at my belly button. So if I um, let it go even longer, I'm going to be one of those guys that if you're looking from behind them, they're super slender. But as soon as they turn around or go profile, they have a humongous fucking gut. That's exactly what I'm going to look like here in a couple of years if I don't get it under control. And that's really just my body shape. So if you go over to Age of Jeremy on Instagram and follow me, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So I have to get it in shape mainly because um, JV Impacts is starting to become one of the best fitness companies in Mesa and hopefully slowly moving to Phoenix. In fact, the place where we do all of our training, we've maxed out the amount of people that um, we have to pay for to do their training. And no one since this training um, place has been open has done that. So... We are doing a fantastic job at building um, this business. And um, if I'm going to live that, I probably should kind of live what we talk about as far as the fitness piece goes. The other next step that we're going to be focusing on besides me trying to get into shape is hiring some trainers this year. So I tasked myself with building out a training and certification requirement, which I was doing before I started writing this podcast. So if you're going to work with us as a trainer, you're going to do everything the JV way which is pretty epic, Um, but I'm going to keep everyone updated as this progresses, and I'm going to beat the crap out of the dogs. I'm not really going to beat the crap out of the dogs. I love the dogs, but they just keep barking. Um, But I might even go through the training myself and become a personal fitness trainer. I haven't decided yet Uh, uh, because I could always do that to supplement income as well because it's always building massive amounts of income, and you know I'm a pretty attractive guy, and when I'm in shape, I'm even more attractive, so I'd probably make a really good personal fitness trainer. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Point is, is that um, we need to get this certification training in, in, in um, uh, built out so that we know that when we build these trainers on what type of certification they're going to have, how they're going to train in the 3T method. And then there are some amazing um, services that Onnit Academy does that we're going to try to implement into our training as well. So I'm really, really excited about that, especially the training with Onnit Academy. I did a kettlebell workout prior to writing this episode, and I forgot how much I loved kettlebells. It was fantastic. Um, and they have um, rope training and sandbag training and um Uh, mace and club training. And I think that that's what I'm really excited about. So we're going to put John through all of these training pathways, and then we're going to be offering different classes um, in those to people. It's going to be really exciting. Um, The other thing that's going on with JV Impacts that I'm really excited about, one of my coworkers said to me last week, I think it was, that I should work with our bank's community relations department. And to be honest, even though I do so much stuff in the community, I'd never really thought of it before. The reason why she said this was um, because of all the stuff that I do in the community. I love board governments. I believe in um, not giving, um, I believe in social capital, um, not government social capital as much as people social capital or people that have affluency social capital. And I love working with nonprofits. And then even though I don't don't go to um, the temple like I should every week for Buddhism um, because I'm, I'm trying to get certain things under control, but, um, and I'll probably start going back, but one of the things that Buddhists believe are in called uh, paramitas or perfections. And one of them is the dana paramita, which is giving of oneself. So, um, through my practicing with Buddhism, I've learned even more so that we should, should give of ourselves to other people. And I love helping people. 
And uh, to be honest, I have a lot of terrible karma from when I was younger. And I believe that giving of yourself is one of the best ways to build back up that karma. And and one of the things that that always bothers me is people get mad at people when they're giving selfishly, but selfish giving is still giving nonetheless. And, and the reason why I bring this up is Coach JV and I, or John Vasquez and I, are able to start um, building the JV Foundation. Um, that's what I'm calling it. I don't know what we're actually going to call it. I think a JV Foundation would be awesome. Um, but essentially, John sits on the board of a Habitat for Humanity. Part of our business structure is giving back to the community. And based off of how we set that up, we're going to be giving 10% of our uh, net operating income um, to nonprofits. And the first nonprofit that we're going to be focusing on is Habitat for Humanity. So since we were able to take a paycheck, we were able to take 10% of what our net operating income was from that point that we took that paycheck. And we're going to be giving that 10% over to Habitat for Humanity. So it's going to be really awesome. And and if you don't work with nonprofits, I really encourage you to work with nonprofits. Not only do you, do you learn amazing skills. If, for instance, I'm trying to work on a, um, a handbook for the board of director for directors at junior achievement right now. And, um, I've been last night, I stayed up late working with that, that handbook, um, and working with some pamphlets that are going to go in this package for when you become a board member with junior achievement. And I spent a lot of time with Adobe InDesign trying to figure out how I wanted this document to like, you know, I was supposed to have it done by this weekend, but I had a bunch of junior achievement stuff that I didn't think was going to be as difficult as it was last week trying to prepare for. So um, I'm going to continue to work on this, but you learn a lot of skills. And then if you can learn to be in governance, which is the running or the oversight of the the company itself as a board board member or a director, you learn a lot of experience that that can take you so far. Um, John Vasquez, when uh, when he was at the bank, he went to banking school. The bank paid for it. And during the banking school, he met um, a lady, I think, that was on uh, the board of another bank. And she had said that that's how she's, that's what she does for a living. She sits on boards of companies and helps do the strategic planning and the governance for them. And when you do that on a corporation, you get paid for it. But she said how you get good at that and how you start doing that is by sitting on nonprofit boards and, and, and building an expertise at that. And then you're, you can be... Um, you would be more um, likely or eligible to be able to sit on a corporate board and get paid for that governance. And they get paid pretty well uh, for it. So that that's something that I, I'm definitely working for, but I encourage you all to, to, to work with nonprofits and to give back to the community. That was a lot of updates. So let's take a short break. This episode of Age of Jeremy is brought to you by Mutant League Records. Go ahead and have a listen. Don't break my aside by the band Belmont. It's out now. If you like the DIY punk scene, make sure you check out mutantleaguerecords.com. Make sure you check out the Age of Radio Syndicate show, Learning to Curse. Learning to Curse is a podcast that goes deep and hard on topics such as ghosty ghosts, ubernatural, and the paranormals. If you like jokes and skeptics, talking seriously about weird shit, 
then Learning to Curse is the podcast for you. Oh, yeah, for you. And you over there. And you and your mom. I'm not Chuck. I'm not Adam. Join us every Sunday for Learning to Curse with Adam and Chuck. Now, I know a lot of today's episode was updates, but let's talk about building blocks, not not Legos or the other blocks, but building blocks of a business. So you have to have a business plan. It's going to guide you. You can use it for crowdfunding. You can use it to pitch to investors. I'm going to break down what you, you should have in your business plan. So first of all, remember last week, or yeah, I guess it was last week or last episode, um, there's nolo.com. That's N-O-L-O. So November Oscar Lima Oscar.com. Hit the mic. My, my apologies. I flail my hands around a lot when I'm talking. So if you go to nolo.com, they have great resources for business plans and other important documents. You want to keep in mind, though, that when you're building a business plan, it's really important to have as many resources as you can. So if I tell you to go to nolo.com, you should go to nolo.com and check it out and read. Um, but but with the business plan, you need to tell a story. This is all about telling a story. The whole All businesses is just telling a story. Um, and whoever is reading the business plan needs to understand what that purpose is. What will that purpose solve? Or what type of problem will that purpose solve? And if it does solve a problem, will it make money? Remember, it's all about profits. I let, I let my anger of capitalism sometimes blind me from the fact that profits and capitalism are different things. Capitalism is just constantly in search of profits. But if you need to run a nonprofit or a profit or a for-profit company, you have to have revenue left over that you can feed back into the company um, or in the case of a corporation, pay your shareholders. Now, you can still do amazing things if you make a bunch of profit. So I'm not saying that all companies are bad. I just, again, I think there's a better way than capitalism. Um, so remember, no matter what, it's really about making money either way. It's just what you do with that money depends on if you're doing something good or if you're a terrible person. So all good business plans have at least the following sections. They have a mission statement. They have an executive summary. They have an overview of the company. They have an analysis of the industry. They have an analysis of your customer. They have an analysis of your competition. They have a marketing plan. They have an operations plan. They have an organizational structure. They have a financial plan. And then they usually have an appendix. And in that appendix, it's just a bunch of charts and stuff. And don't worry, if you didn't write all that down next episode when we go over it all, I'll repeat all of it. But but I want you to really think about the, the first two, the mission statement and the executive summary, because that's what I'm going to talk about right now. And then next week, we'll go into the company portion of it, the industry and the customer. Your vision or your purpose is what drives your company forward. So the JV Impact's mission is to impact someone's life every single day. Very simple, but that's what our mission is, and that's what we base everything that we do off of. Age of Radios is we shape the universe by providing products and services for individuals and companies to share their stories. We believe that every person and brand have a story to share, and we want to help them share that story through podcasting and other mediums. We do this with four core brands, Syndicate, Atlas, Branded, and Nine. That's what our mission is. If your purpose is to make money, then your whole life, all you're going to be doing is working for yourself. So what's the difference? Well, I'm glad you asked. I have a little video clip or audio clip. Very important diagram my rich dad showed me when I was a little boy was a diagram known as a cash flow quadrant. 
And the quadrant is made up of the four different people who make up the world of business. So my rich dad said, in the world of business, there's E's. And E's stand for employees. An employee, he says, you can always tell who they are by their core values. And what the employee, whether the president or the janitor of the company, will always say the same words. The words are, I'm looking for a safe, secure job with benefits. That's what makes them an employee because their core values are security. The other, other one of the four is the S, or the small business owner or the self-employed. And again, their core values will cause them to use the same words, which are, if you want it done right, do it by yourself. S means they're also solo. They're generally one-person act, or they operate by themselves. On the right side of the quadrant are the Bs. And what Rich Dad said the B stood for was big business, or like Bill Gates. Forbes defines big business as 500 employees or more. And their words are different. They say, I'm looking for a good system, a good network, and the smartest people I know to help run my business. So they're unlike the S, they don't want to run the company by themselves. They want smart people to run their companies for them. And then the fourth of the quadrant is the I, and I stands for investor. These are people who have money work hard for them. These people are people who have people work hard for them. And these are the people that work hard for the rich here. So early on in my life, it was my, my poor dad who always said to me, you know, Robert, go to school and say get a high-paying job. And so my poor dad's core value was to be an employee. He wanted job security, promotions, a steady paycheck, and all this. And so it was my rich dad who said to me, he says, you know, Robert, if you really want to be rich, learn to build businesses. It made more sense to him to work hard to build a business, something you owned and something you'd pass on for generation to generation to your kids. Whereas my poor dad said work hard, but my rich dad said, why would you work hard for something you'll never own and you can get fired from right away? Again, that was the difference in values. So my rich dad suggested I learn how to be a business owner and learn how to be an investor. And that's one of the big differences. On this side of the quadrant, these people here work for security. They work for money also. On this side over here, their key value that they want is they want freedom. They don't want to have to work at a job anymore. They don't want to have to work for the rest of their lives. So the beauty of building a business and learning how to invest is very simply that this is passive income. You work hard for a few years, but possibly for the rest of your life, income keeps flowing to you. In the past, I've said that I'm not a huge fan of Robert Kiyosaki. But I guess that's not really entirely true because the cash flow quadrant actually is, is a really good idea and it's really good for changing your thinking because um, it's even changed my thinking. So before the clip, I said, if your purpose is to make money, you will always be working for yourself. So what does that mean? Well, according to the quadrants, there are employees, which are most of us. And then there are small business owners, which are also most of us. A small business owner is just a self-employed employee. Instead of working for someone else, they work for themselves, but in the same context of what they would do as an employee. So this is what most businesses do. So when a lot of people, when they start small businesses, they say, well, I can do this better. I'm going to go into business for myself. I don't want to work for somebody else. They end up working literally just for themselves making money, getting it to themselves, because all they want to do is work for themselves and make money. They think that it's freedom, but it's really not freedom because they just supplemented working for someone else, working for themselves. 
that's not how you build actual wealth. And that's not how you build businesses. So the employees and the small business owners is what you don't want to be. What you want to be to be successful, leave a legacy and have a lot of wealth is to create the right side of the quadrant, which are the big businesses, which I think there's probably a better word that we could come up for with that, but we'll just use big businesses and then the investors. But as far as the the employees and the small businesses go, my grandpa and my great-grandpa were small business owners. They had an alternator and starter repair shop here in Glendale, Arizona. It never became anything other than a job for them to work at every day until they retired. Um, Most people are this type of small business. They're just employees for themselves, like I said. They're not creating a lasting entity. When my uncle, who runs the shop now, retires, he's going to sell it. And then the Ginstar, it's called Ginstar. It will fade away. No one will remember it was even here. And this is where I think big businesses is more of the way to go. Now, in the clip, Robert said big businesses usually have like 500 employees. I hit the mic again. Big businesses usually have 500 employees. I don't really think of it like that. I think of big businesses are the people that want their business to outlive them and become something greater than they, they are. So like when you think of like all those family dynasties that that start a corporation and then their you know sons become the board of that corporation or whatever. Like sometimes in movies you see like a, a building or, or when they're in their office suite, they have like all of the different, you know, board chairs, you know, like a painted portrait on the wall. That's something that's going to last forever because it's part of that that entity. The business becomes something other than 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 just a person or a group of people. It takes on a whole life of its own, kind of like a city, because a city is just an incorporated corporation where a bunch of people come to live and pay taxes. Everything works this way in in America. It's all based off of this corporate structure, and and that's big business. Now. That's something that I hope Age of Radio can be and something that I hope JV Impacts can be. You know, I don't want JV Impacts to die with John Vasquez. I really want it to outlive all of us. And that's why innovation is so important. Uh, And this is also why, you know, Age of Radio has really a corporate structure, which I'm going to talk about later. Now, the I, so you have employee, small business. Those are the things you don't want to be. You want to be involved with big business and investors and investing. So the investor... Um, is really what we think of when we think of capitalists. Um, And I have nothing against investors. I just think that they should be more involved with the company and the governance of the company um, and and making sure that the company has good governance in place or a good board of directors in place. Um, And then there's other types of investing, like you can invest in stocks and bonds and mutual funds, and you can invest in hedge funds, and you can invest in in property and things like that. All of that's great because that's building real wealth. And, And if we teach this to everybody, then everybody can go out there and build real wealth not just wealthy people going out there and building real wealth. Um, um, but you you don't want to just to be an employee and you don't want to just employ yourself. You want to build a legacy. And the way to do that is to have a mission and a purpose because that mission and purpose takes on a life of its own. And when you you build a culture around it and all the people that are coming in. So for instance, my mother, she's, she's the chair of our corporation. Um, and so, so my mother believes in the mission of Age of Radio. My wife believes in the mission of Age of Radio. Vasquez believes in the mission of Age of Radio. Um, Jimmy Bones believes in the mission of Age of Radio. Um, our, hopefully our new vice president of original shows. She believes in the message of a, the, the mission of Age of Radio. So 
as these people come in, they you have to cultivate that culture of that mission because then the mission itself is what the entity becomes. And that's how you can get something to live on forever. And that's what's really important about missions and purpose and culture. So that's the first thing that you have to do. You have to have a purpose and you have to build that purpose into everything that you do for your business. And that's how you can start going from, in my opinion, from a small business owner to actually a big business owner, um, because that business will eventually take on a life of its own. Um, now, the second thing that the second thing that you need to have in your, your business plan is an executive summary. But I think it's the hardest part of the entire business plan, um, because it's a one-page write-up of everything that you talked about in your business plan. For instance, the Age of Radio business plan is 22 pages long. The executive summary attempts to summarize those 22 pages into one page. Now, it's the last thing that you're going to write when you make a business plan, and it will be the first page of your business plan after the table of contents. The Age of Radio business plan has our mission statement before our executive summary, but a lot of times the mission statement will be written inside of the executive summary. Why is the executive summary so important? My honest opinion is because people are lazy. But what most business schools will tell you is because CEOs are busy people. For example, let's say you submit your business plan to an investment company. They will usually have a team that will go over the ins and outs of that business plan and see if it makes sense to add your business to their portfolio. The business plan will probably go to a few of the head people, possibly including the CEO of the firm. Those people will usually just read the executive summary, and then they're going to listen to a presentation from the team that listened to your presentation, convincing them that it is a great addition to their portfolio. So that's the academic reason of why it's important. I don't know if you remember when Donald Trump became president, there was an article that said he doesn't like to read or something to that extent, um, but he prefers one-page documents that explain everything. That's in reference to an executive summary. So what most business tycoons get accustomed to, unless you're Bill Gates or Warren Buffett, um, they, get, they get accustomed to that executive summary. Now, people like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, they read a shit ton, um, which is why their wealth makes Donald Trump's wealth look like the money that I make. Um, so, so I think that there's something to be said about the people that read a shit ton. Um, one of my favorite people in the world is Charlie Munger, um, who works at Warren Buffett with Warren Buffett. Um, and one of my favorite quotes about Charlie Munger um, is, is the following. Warren and I do more reading and thinking and less doing than most people in business. We do that because we like that kind of life. But we've turned that quirk into a positive outcome for ourselves. We both insist on a lot of time being available almost every day to just sit and think. That is very uncommon in American business. We read and we think. And that's something that's always stuck with me because, for instance, when I came home on Saturday evening yesterday, I think, yes, yesterday evening, Saturday evening, I, uh, I'm recording this on Sunday, um, but when I came home on Saturday, I, I spent a lot of time, no, was it Saturday? Friday, Friday night. So Friday after I did a junior achievement day at Guerrero Elementary School, I came in and I sat in the studio and I thought for like two hours. And if you were here in the studio right now, um, I'm in my my home studio. Hopefully I'll next year or the end of this year, I'll have a non-home studio. And then I would like to turn this into a baby's room, but that's a different story altogether. <laughs> but so for instance, in, in my studio right now, I have a Cuban flag with Che, 
on it, which is weird, but I have it because it reminds me of um, of always thinking of other people before yourself. And But then I have really big sticky notes, post-it notes that are hung up all around the room on the wall that have writing and ideas on them um, about, about the rad race, which is our technology movement. Um, this is where I got the idea from our vice president of original shows. And I reached out to someone right away because I was structuring our organizational structure to make it make more sense. Um, Friday nights when, when I was thinking for those couple of hours, um, just sitting and thinking and, and reading stuff was how, how I want to try to find a host or entice a host to come and, and work for us at age of radio and not pay them essentially. Um, I have our, our Mercury strategy on there, which is our content marketing and our education strategy. Well, Mercury is the education piece. And then I have our content marketing strategy up, but the power of sitting and thinking for long periods of time is where you get the best ideas. And, and if this is something that people like Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett say to do, that's something that I'm going to do because they've been, they've been growing wealth for long periods of time and they do such great work for the communities which they serve and i know that they're, they're the epitome of capitalism but they're still really good people and just because there's a flawed system that we have in place you know you can't super get mad at people for taking advantage of that flawed system as long as they're not taking advantage of people um and so what, what i encourage you to do is is vivaciously work on your mission statement and then go to the library. Libraries are like the greatest thing in the world because there's tons of information out there. Um, and, and check out some small business planning books. I know here in Glendale and in Phoenix, you can actually go on the library website and you can download, you can borrow books via your Kindle if you have a Kindle. Um, if you can't afford a Kindle, just go to the library. Library cards are free. People make fun of me because I have multiple library cards in my wallet and I keep them with me all the time at all times because I might get an idea and I want to go read about it. So I don't want to necessarily buy those books all the time, but I, I need to read up on certain things. So I'll go get those books and read them. Um, so library cards are fantastic. So vivaciously work on your mission, mission statement, check out some small business planning books. And if you're listening to this in the morning, have a good afternoon. If you're listening to this in the afternoon, have a good evening. And if you're listening to this in the evening, have a good night. If you can't get enough is Age of Radio, head on over to ageofradio.org where we are building an empire. Age of Jeremy was recorded with the Zoom H6 and Audio-Technica shotgun mics. We used Steinberg's Cubase to mix and master this episode. Our intro and outro songs were brought to you by Mutant League Records. Our intro song was Chief State, Broken Eyes, off their upcoming album, Nothing More Than This. Our closing song was Belmont Shackles, off of their 2016 release, Between You and Me. Check you later.